0: This is Up The Creek, the definitive Jonathan Creek podcast with your host, my good friend Daniel Cooper, and me, Gav Murphy. Today, we arrive at the final episode of Jonathan Creek. We've got murder, we've got mystery, but more importantly, we say a melancholic farewell to Jonathan. So on this podcast, we talk about Jonathan Creek via the effect, the method and the reveal. Daniel, for the final time... What is the effect of Demon's Roost?
1: Alison Belkin visits her ancestral home to investigate the demonic forces that killed her mother and two sisters. While there, she sees her husband teleported across a room by a mass satanist and die in a portal of fire. It's wild. Lots of other stuff too. <laughs> also, I have put teleported. I don't know if the dear listener could hear the inverted commas <laughs> I have on teleported. I don't know if David Renwick knows what the word teleported means. Yeah. He flies across a room.
0: Levitates, I would it's, say. It's really strange. It's, it's one of those episodes that starts again with like this flashback thing, which we kind of like. Like I do like those. Like a historical
1: yeah. like precedent for this. So this is a historical precedent from, they say the 19th century, it looks older than that. Yeah, it does. But yeah. it's retold in a 1950s, 1960s British horror movie. Mm. So it's like, there's two different layers of reality there.
0: So Nathan Claw is a director, but he does that kind of Hitchcock thing where, lots of Hitchcock stuff in this episode as well, but he does that kind of Hitchcock thing where you like, presents the trailers yes. for his movies and stuff and
1: but, but he looks more like vincent price he does but he also looks like who's like
0: i meant to look this up who's the guy who's in uh in like loads of wes anderson films now uh and he's in inside lewin davis as well f murray abraham i thought that's i was like oh my god they've got f murray abraham but it's not it's just a guy doing a half impression of him I or think also stephen belkin looks like
1: he's um, a bit like Jason Schwartzman.
0: yeah yeah it's really strange. For a while, just, I was like,
1: he's someone famous.
0: Yeah. He's not. Really. Well, I, when I was looking at him, I was looking at him going, it does look like Schwarzman, that's right. But he also, he's got a bit of uh, David S. Goya and oh, also shops about tucci. him. Tucci, yeah. He does have a bit of a Tucci about him. A touch of Tucci. Because also, you know, we talked about on this podcast a couple of times, we've talked about the fact that Renwick, I think, uses America as like a shortcut to just like something exotic, you know? And I was like, as soon as I saw that guy, I was like, I would bet my nuts that guy's going to open his mouth and he's going to sound like he's from New York. But no, i Scottish. I'm a bit good, but He's quite stylish as well. Mm. I think it's just like the dyed black hair. Yeah. Like it's really striking. So there's, there's a lot to tackle here. And the initial
1: setup of Alison Belkin going back to this Gothic mansion, proper yeah. straight up Gothic narrative of finding secrets hidden in an old creepy mansion. Love it. A relative who can't speak and communicate the truth. Really rich. There's actually not much of an effect there. There's a no. lot of bits and bobs, like a lot of these recent episodes of yeah. um, treasure hunts and verbal clues and little yeah. curiosities. But that's not really a Jonathan Creek effect, even no. though Polly's friend Nina says, oh, there might be something for Jonathan up at this that's house. That's really weird. There's that barely is. anything yeah. going on. <laughs> like, It is weird that her mum and two sisters mysteriously died. Mm. There's not a Jonathan Creek effect about it, no. rather than just... It's generally unexplained. It's not magical or weird or fantastical.
0: I found that bit really odd because I know Polly does cut her off quite unfairly, but she goes, "Oh, I thought of your fella straight away, Jonathan Creek." It's like, why? Because it's a creepy old house. Like we live in a creepy old house. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like uh, we it's like... live
1: in a creepy old house that is slightly different because we obviously couldn't rent the one we used in the mini series of three <laughs> yeah. episodes.
0: Um, but again, we're, we're having that thing as well where. These people from the community,
1: they, they've set up a different village it, now. It, it's, like
0: they, these people from the community are just like, what is happening? Oh, it's also, we are going to come on to this, but have they moved again? I guess so. Because that
1: is not a family home. It's a completely different house. And that is not the same. Well, we've met the vicar in the village that they were in. Yeah. He's a family friend. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they've started
0: again. It does feel like they started again because they're meeting Warwick Davis for the first yeah. time. But then it's the relationship that he's got-
1: commun- I feel they couldn't get those cast back and they couldn't get the location back. So they've just gone, people won't care. But the, yeah, to be fair, that is true.
0: I guess like people aren't watching, like it's, we watched it, it's been a big gap, isn't it? It's a it? bit of soft continuity, I think. Yeah. <sighs> It's, it's, that's it's me odd. being generous, but I think that's what I'm going <laughs> for rather, than, being generous, rather yeah. than
1: trying to move in again.
0: Yeah, but then they do have the moving thing there because you have all the, um, I'm, we'll come on to it in a bit, but all the windmill stuff yeah. as well. But the actual effect, so that's the, the, all that stuff is the bit that I like the least. I liked more all the stuff in the sort of the locked room thing with the poison in. Mm. I actually generally like that. I loved mm. the little poison ball thing. Yeah, um, so I
1: didn't know how we talk about this because yeah. embedded within this is another past case of Jonathan's, yeah. which is the the striped zebra, uni- Stripe striped unicorn. unicorn, yeah, yeah, and it sounds it sounds like a Sherlock Holmes story title, yeah. And this is something that he did six years ago. Mm. So again, as we always say, we have no reason to believe that showtime is not real time. That puts that around Judas tree, yeah. Joey is not there, it implies that Jonathan is doing. Freelance himself, individual ones yeah. for no reason, but the pure art of it. So maybe yeah. post sidekicks and um, assistants, he's just doing it because he's obsessed.
0: I was a bit confused. So Jonathan, so the guy in the room, what's that dude's name? Stephen Belkin. Stephen Belkin. Research he, chemist. He's a research chemist. He's accused of, of, they're like, well, it must have been you because the only no one in here. Yes. And Jonathan gets him off. I'm really confused as to how Jonathan gets him off. What do you mean? So, Jonathan comes in and says how the thing yes. was done. I think I missed how. I was like, you're just saying how he has done it. Well, no, he's saying that someone else has has, right, has, okay. has created
1: this mechanism. Because if he'd done it, he would just put the poison in a glass, yeah. which is what he actually did. Yeah, yeah. So, Belkins made it look like there was this elaborate mechanism. Yeah. And he put just enough clues there that the police wouldn't find it, but Creek would. So, he's basically. But I hate being this. Because. Yeah, because Creek has this throwaway line: "goes He knew the type of things I would look for," so he's mm. almost like he's met his match. Yeah. But I kind of hate that Creek's getting fooled here.
0: Yeah, absolutely. But
1: maybe that's why he needs someone to do these crimes with him because he's doing
0: that solo. That guy as well. For how? Oh, he looks evil. Look at him. Yeah. For how? Look at his hair. For how elaborate it, that crime is, it does absolutely do Jonathan over, and I really like that. When you look at that, you do kind of go.
1: Yes, that is an explanation of how it's done. And who's <laughs> either the chance of that going wrong is pretty high. Yes, of that thing falling into the water is pretty high.
0: And also, I feel like the chance of her pulling a book out and then watching a little ball go, or watching a little ball, you'd see that go into you'd hear your it. thing. And that's it. but then that that doesn't happen.
1: He no, just poisoned yeah, it. Didn't happen, yeah. So it's but the fact that jonathan is done by that is mm. kind of a little bit
0: i think sometimes he maybe jonathan gets a little bit carried away with like mechanics. i've actually i've worked this out maybe I, that's
1: why he needs like, that yeah. sparring partner yeah to talk it through and he's just easily latched onto his explanation yeah but so that is the embedded narrative and so stephen belkin is so this is recounted he's, you you think he, you're meant to think he's innocent anyway yes but really that crime leads to the person being involved that is responsible for his death in the kind of magic room. Yeah. So there's a lot going on here. There's a lot of moving parts in this episode.
0: So we see that that sort of weird demonic teleportation room at the beginning in like a film. So the method is that Alison Belkin's female relatives all died of a rare blood condition that her stepfather kept from her. Her husband is murdered by Rendell, the brother-in-law of his Previous wife, who it turned out he killed in that locked room. So that's what we saw. Rendell uses a room with a 90 degree perspective shift and an automaton masquerading as a Satanist to achieve the effect. Like, I don't necessarily mind it. Uh, it uh, the I, thing I that I don't the, like. The thing works. Yeah, absolutely. It's
1: just how you get that into play. And then in, in the reveal, we'll get down to Rendell's motivations and mm. wild. But the, the thing is cool. But in a classic Creek episode, you would just have that. Yes. And then it'd be like an hour tightly working back to how that was achieved. That's yeah. kind
0: of gets, the most Jonathan Creek aspects of this episode gets buried in the middle. Absolutely, yeah. Also, what, what I find really strange is that feels like, that effect, mm. it feels like it would be an effect that is kind of well known. I'm guessing Nathan Claude didn't make up that way of filming stuff, do you know what I mean? Because it's just like shifting perspectives. Feels like it takes Jonathan a while to get to that. The thing they get to isn't the film set; it's it's the actual the, original oh, right, satanist yeah, yeah. that it's
1: based on. Yeah. So that means like her dad figured out. That's probably how they did it in the movie.
0: Yeah. Or
1: well, maybe in the movie they could have had a guy on a wire. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. Because they probably got an actor playing the satanist, haven't they, in the movie? Yeah, rather than a robot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's weird that that exists, and the fact that it still works. A gent, there's this line that's a concession to that going. Great craftsmen, the Victorians.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's still working, is it? <laughs> well, yeah, as well. We've got all this, um, the wild stuff with Alison Belkin. I feel like Alison Belkin, as a character, is really hard done by because so much of this is set around her. But I feel like I don't know anything about it by the end of the 90 minutes at all. She's, she's pushed she's off to, to one the side. Yeah. She's meant to be the heart of it all. She's pushed off to one side very quickly on. Also, it's a
1: huge coincidence that her husband had previous dealings with Creek. Yeah, that's really odd. That. Rather than it just being something that's happening in their village and he gets involved in.
0: Well, I think that's the thing as well because there's lots of weird stuff out like that. because not only do we have Belkin involved, we also have then that Warwick Davis was corresponding corresponding and Patrick visiting Tyree with the guy from So in one House says, of Monkeys.
1: I think that's a brilliant callback. Absolutely. We've seen this in a lot of episodes really. We saw this in Savant's Thumb with the government and the CIA or i um, sorry MI6 being involved. Yeah. These, these episodes feel like they need to have a bit of live peril. Mm. That's what Patrick Tyree is. Is any time that Polly and Jonathan are investigating something. There has to be someone there in the shadows that could hurt them. Yeah. It can't be just an investigation scene. No. It can't be just Maddie and Jonathan looking around a bunker. It has to be there's someone that's going to kill them. Guns and knives they in They feel like they have to up the ante in that way. I love the idea of calling back to that guy.
0: I love the idea of calling back to him. That isn't... The guy, surely, that is the guy who killed in the House of Monkey. Because the way that he set it up is like... It
1: feels like that's a really smart person.
0: It's a really smart person. It's set up that it's probably an animal rights activist. And I'm not saying that the guy in this episode can't be an animal rights activist genius. It doesn't strike you. No. And I think, like, the way that he talks, when he confronts Johnny. Maybe he's changed in prison, man. Yeah, I guess prison does change you. But, like, (laughs) the way that he looks, and I'm sorry, that is probably wrong, but can't say anything these days, no. Um, but like the way that they set him up isn't... I'm not saying that, oh, cartoon. someone looks like that. The way they set him up, they set him up like a cartoon villain. So that's not my prejudice. That's the bad writing of the show. But I feel like when he confronts Jonathan, doesn't say anything about Elliot Strange, doesn't say anything about that crime or anything like that. And he is just a fucking thug. He looks like a Bond villain's henchman. Initially, it's appealing, but ultimately... Unsatisfying because really. you think,
1: Oh, it's tapping into past mythology yeah. of Creek, and then disregards that by just going, hey, it's is this is this Muppet. He's got a knife. Yeah. I
0: thought he was dead at one point. I would
1: love if there was an episode where that's a great idea. Someone yeah. that creep put away, it's been enough time, take advantage of how much time has passed since the first season. Yeah. Have them come back and try and get him again. Yeah. But Do it in a smart way, not I'm going to stab you.
0: Yeah. Well, that's what I thought. I thought we were getting set up for a completely other mystery. And I thought the mystery is going to be like kind of like reconstituted corpse style where this guy gets into, but then we see it all unravel. So kind of wouldn't work. But we see the guy get into the sort of the magic apparatus box. And you're like, oh shit, like maybe Jonathan's going to, that guy's going to die in there having aneurysm or hit his head or whatever. Then maybe Jonathan's going to get blamed for the crime. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: At least that's something. Yeah. was getting. this, this is just a big, <laughs> I do like bits of this, but it is another broken biscuit episode where there's so many like just little bits floating around. Like the security cameras, the, the zebra thing with the, pe- there's just lots of stuff in it. Yeah. It's not very like clean or fo- focused.
0: And I think like, I'd like to say, unfortunately, that Renwick maybe is a, a victim of- Jonathan Creek's own success early on, and now every time Jonathan com- Jonathan Creek comes back, for me and definitely for you, like it feels like an event, yeah. or it, it, at the time it felt like an event. Everyone be like, "Oh shit, it's gonna be another Jonathan Creek episode." So Renwick feels like it has to be this special thing. It can't be fifty minutes and a cool little mystery. It's got to be this feature length wild thing that he just pads loads of stuff into, which ultimately, for anybody who's into Jonathan Cree, and you watch him, man. Like, I'm not saying online ratings are the exact other thing, but you just watch the ratings just fucking plummet because people just don't care anymore. Yeah,
1: that's sad. But the other thing about this episode, you saying that Renwick knows is we'll get, I think we'll get onto this at the end of this episode because it feels like a nice way to sum it all up. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff in here about Jonathan. Yeah. In a very retrospective way in quite a melancholic way which we'll get onto after but I think that's all really good also as
0: well so we've got this weird I don't think that it's talked about enough in the episode for it to be a thing because the whole rare blood condition thing oh So what's what is this? So Alison's mum had this rare blood disease yes. that also two of her siblings had. Yes, and she could have it, and she could have it, right? Don't, they, they just don't. They
1: okay. So you only see the name of it written down in the letter. Yeah. And it doesn't really want to dwell on the specific science of it. Yeah. And she's misremembered some stuff she saw as a kid. So she saw her mum talking about lymphocytes and yeah. hemoglobin. She's yeah. always hobgoblin. Yeah. And also, a lot of that is just so circumstantial things, like her mum stretching her jaw. So oh, yeah, I that fucking hideous, hated that. It creates a really scary picture. It's horrible. But the payoff isn't... No, the payoff's awful. Yeah.
0: I hated that. That's that's one of the creepiest bits, I think. Yeah. They're, he's really good at doing that. I think Renwick is like finding these little, weird little tableaus that really fuck you up. It's like, like the little
1: girl in the background of that photo in savants them.
0: Yeah. Like, I love it, but... Ultimately, a little bit unsatisfying, but I, I, that's what I mean. I feel like Alison gets a really short shrift on all of this because that's she, sh- she should be the main, like, front and center, and she really isn't. We spend more time with fucking Warwick Davis than we do with her. I don't mind, um, but he is good in this. to be fair. I, like, I
1: thought because I think I've only seen this once when it first came out. I thought I wasn't going to like him. So yeah. I actually watched it. And I, thought, oh, I think he's quite good.
0: Well, I think the, the good thing about Warwick I'm Davis be annoying is as that Vicar character. Yeah, because but I think the good thing about Warwick Davis is. I think he gets the show yes it feels like he knows exactly what jonathan creek is but i think a lot of people really don't get it when they come into it and the same thing with like for for someone like um uh, the Victor Meldrew's wife in House of Monkeys. Like, I feel like she gets it yeah. because she knows it's a bit silly, but also at the same time, you've got to be a bit serious with her as well. And there's like a genuine drama to it. And I feel like Warwick Davis does have that because- Renwick verse. Yeah, he's a yeah, Renwick He's like, he's silly enough that it's, in, it's interesting and you warm to him, but also he's taking it very seriously. Also, I'm just very happy to have a character that likes magic. Yeah, absolutely. It's yeah. quite encouraging of it. Well, I think, like, he's got a confidence to him as the character, and I guess just as an actor anyway, that he kind of, I I don't think there's any, like, pretense to him. I interviewed him once when, what was it for? Oh, God. It was for uh, when they, you know, when they did that auction, that mad auction for loads of props Mm. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. I got to interview him. He's, like, he's holding Wicket's head in the interview. But what a lovely dude. And I was, like, I feel like with something like that, you could, if you wanted to be be Quite sniffy about the fact that you were wicked and in yeah. Star it. Wars, like he fucking loves it. Yeah, I
1: saw him um, when I went to Star Wars Celebration Europe and he hosted all of it for three days.
0: It's yeah. a lot of work, that is, and yeah, he's an absolute. Pro at it. I think he's great, yeah. I think he's good in this as yeah, well. Yeah, I think he's really good. It's weird as well because when we started this, I was like, he I thought he was in my in, in mind, he was a recurring character. I would love it if he was the vicar as the recurring character yeah. in the
1: series of Jonathan creek oh, set in the village. Exactly. And they would have little chats about magic. Like, imagine that if Polly's like, you gotta get rid of all this stuff he has in the attic, and there's a moment in every episode where they just go through something in the in the garage. Yeah, but like that's the thing is, like he could
0: even be the sidekick because yeah. he can be like, oh, be well he wants that. to do
1: it. I would be so up for that series of them two doing mysteries together, and then you would have Polly as the counterpoint.
0: You could have Polly as the counterpoint, maybe, but involved sometimes and it, bits of bobs. Or maybe she dies in the portal fire. Well, who knows what happens to her? Oh, um. <laughs> So I think you have the oh, same Bachelor Creek again. But I think back wh- to the windmill. But I think what you oh, could oh, be that's doing the series
1: back to the windmill.
0: But I think what Crap. you could do with um, Warwick Davis as well is like you could because I think it is funny in a sense but I feel like the way that they actually played it, you know, when they had that kind of like Sherlock character and he was like played for like a fool, basically. Mm. I think you could kind of do that with Warwick Davis, not as cartoony maybe, and maybe not as mean, but I think you could do a thing where you've got this guy who's a big Creek fan, who thinks he's solving everything. And actually he's not, but Jonathan actually is actually quite yeah, warm towards him. Yeah, or it leads him
1: to think of things. Or, yeah, yeah, in a really nice
0: way. But then you could always so it's have a slightly like, like,
1: different dynamic than mm. what we've had in the past.
0: And you could always, and you could even have like the funny thing as well, where like sometimes he gets things right, yeah. and Jonathan is like, "Well, he like, brings that
1: up." So um, there's one instance where they're talking about the body going across, and Warwick Davis's character, the Reverend, tables the idea of electromagnetism, which is using yeah. a famous Robert Houdin trick, where there's right. this box put on stage, strong man can pick it up, switch on the electromagnet no one knew what electromagnetism was, blew their minds. And I love that Jonathan and him are having that little connection that Polly's not involved in. The, to explore that in every episode would be great
0: because remember when we had the, um, the Omega Man episode mm. and Jonathan's talking to that scientist or whatever he was yeah. like kind of are they talking like Moriarty in Creek yeah. they're, they're talking as Bring equals I kind of like having that idea with uh, with Orit Davis as well because you could be uh, you could if you could either have him solving things incorrectly or you could have him as like oh no
1: yeah. what about this and that it was teasing something out of jo- Jonathan that he's buried
0: and definitely teasing something out of Jonathan that I think Renwick has tried to play with before with like joey but never actually fully got into it nah. he just got no she's an idiot now she that doesn't matter she, she's really flustered by crimes
1: it was job <laughs> i was actually quite worried given how the show is handled Small people before. Yes. With the bodyguard, his bodyguard that that was gonna be a thing and it's gonna be it was gonna be played for laughs, but
0: it's not at all, is not it? He's just that's played him great. as a, an actor. He's
1: like, just really good performance by Warrior Davis.
0: Yeah, he's just generally quite good, isn't it? <sighs> like that's the thing, is like, does it all make sense and fit together? The I, reveal thing like <sighs> it's hard, isn't it? Because it's one of the, again, it's another one of those episodes where the reveals start about after, you know, with about twenty-five minutes left, yeah. it just keeps on going and going and going. And, and then, then
1: they have to then go sort out the blood mystery. Yeah. Afterwards, oh when God, it's kind yeah. of anticlimactic to so go okay. back to that one, the Ryman thing. So he is, he is the the brother-in-law of yes. Melder. Yes. Who's Velkin murdered by poison? Like, I like yes. the phrase. He's poisoned to death. Yeah. <laughs> so he's come to. Investigating, keep tabs on him. So he's installing all these security cameras. He's yeah. taking advantage of the fact that Nathan Clory has had a stroke, so yeah. he can't say that he didn't hire him for the work. Yeah. He's installing all these security cameras everywhere to presumably catch him
0: trying to murder, kill his new wife. Yeah, so that's yeah. just like
1: it's almost that like show with Reese Shearsmith based on the true story of the Widow, where yeah, the yeah. guy who's
0: just a serial killer
1: of. His wife, yeah, so he could inherit all their land, like property and stuff. Yeah, Casim so trying to catch him in the act of doing something to this Allison. Yeah, but then when they investigate the grave, which we have to get into, mm. they run away from the ghosts. Yeah, and he finds the instructions and the a map to this original nineteenth century apparatus. Yeah, and he goes, "I'm just going to kill him." Yeah, sorry, I'm going to kill him. Yeah, yeah. But also, was that always in his intention to kill him and just keeping tabs on him beforehand? I feel or he's like it, going, this is, this is, this is what's wicked to use. I can't wait to use this. Well,
0: because the thing is, like, about the installing the security systems, if you were a murderer and you were planning on murdering I someone, that's, yeah, that's and cool. then you and then you turn up to a house, <laughs> and they're just like, what's that guy doing? Oh, he's installing this really new, like, top-of-the-range security system everywhere. He's like, I'll wait. I'll just wait until oh, another time yeah. until we go somewhere else. Yeah, like. right. <laughs> but also, the thing that I just don't get, how does Nathan not know Ryman then? Do they cause they don't well, they I, deal with that? Oh I've never thought about
1: that, mm. but I was thinking about that's a weird line to have in. This is why that line must exist. Right. The striped unicorn is a zebra, and they say it's a picture from his relative from her niece. Right. And Jonathan goes, Oh, they lived overseas.
0: Oh, uh, okay. And I
1: think it may be implications that they've never met.
0: Oh, uh, okay. Oh yeah, I guess so.
1: But that's why that must exist. Yeah, and that's yeah. why he doesn't recognise him. But otherwise, you're right, like he would it's his brother in
0: law. That's wild. It's like, well, you've never fucking met? Like, you've never met at the all, wedding? You've a few photos? Also,
1: they have fucking seen a picture of it. Yeah. Or FaceTiming. In a show that we know loves a bit of FaceTime of late. <laughs> I think also, um, Ryman is also playing a character because he's very put together at the end. Yeah. And very sophisticated. And he, he's acting a bit of an idiot. I like and it. He's the security camera. Also, <laughs> the one just smashes him in the face. Yeah, that's hilarious.
0: Maybe we did it on purpose. Maybe that was the plan. He was going to kill him there, and he's like, oh, well, he's alive. Didn't put enough rocks inside my uh, security camera. Also, the phony thing. Oh. (laughs) So what is it? Nathan Claw, right at the end, is basically, he's trying to signal that Ryman is obviously fake, is a fake guy. He's a phony. And he's looking at a phone, and he's looking at what they think is a door, but he's actually looking at the uh, the letter Y from Yeti on Lives a, on a poster. And it's like, you can only see if you're looking at a certain angle. It's so funny. It's mad. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny.
1: Again, that's one of those little half things and it's just... <sighs>
0: that they have to do. It's like... like you're it's, never going to figure it out. That, you never, you're never going
1: to, you're never figuring
0: that out. I think like what's... What's really sad about this episode, and I think, like, maybe is a little bit crap, is there's so much... Because they don't know what to do with Polly, right? Because they don't know if she's a sidekick or she fucking hates him. um, And she hates the situation she finds herself in constantly. Because they never know what to do with her. He doesn't speak... Jonathan doesn't speak to her as, like, a sidekick. But he barely speaks to her as a wife either. So what you end up with, a lot of... Is Jonathan going... He does it like four or five times in this episode, where he's like, oh, I can't believe I didn't see that. And you're just like, that's not satisfying to listen to no. all the time, because you're just like, what? That would, what? Have, that would have been a scene with Maddie. Yeah. It's like... Wh- yeah, you're right,
1: because it almost shuts him down from being Jonathan Creek.
0: Yeah, and it's really not satisfying to watch. You just end up getting really annoyed by it, especially because... They haven't yeah. given you the tools to be able to work it out yourself is another one of those episodes where it's like, there's no possible way you could work all that out. So when you just got Jonathan all the time, just going, oh, I can't believe I didn't see that. Oh God. And you're just like, after a while, I hated it. It's like really you look like nothing. Jonathan Creek.
1: Yeah. sound like Jonathan Creek. But <laughs> it's not Jonathan <laughs> Creek. do <laughs> <laughs> you even have a proper duffel coat on. The duffel coat in the flashback with the stripes uh, yeah. unicorn. But now, like, trendy
0: coat that uh, looks a bit like a duffel coat. It is nice seeing him that duffel coat when he's, like, traipsing around that little room, though. He, like, carries himself differently as well, if you he's like. has got a little hunched. When they start breaking down Stephen Belkin's letters, the anti-money thing. Oh, <laughs> I
1: forgot about that. That's, like, another... That's, again, I think that's Remwick notebook. Yeah. When he's been collecting over the years antimony yeah. as a thing. Yeah. Oh, as a pun there. Because he loves a pun, whether it's a joke or a clue.
0: Yeah. He's guilty as shit. And it's not even necessarily that hard to <laughs> to work out, I right. feel like.
1: But then to work in the antimony thing. Yeah. You have to have this torturous thing about anti capitalist. It's, yeah. it's, it's so vague, whatever that is you're trying to... It's almost so reverse-engineered. Yeah. It falls apart.
0: Yeah, it, it's just wild. And also, it's just like... When they start breaking that down, painting something on and smudging something with water looks so completely different. Proper scientists can tell the difference. Like a a forensic. Yeah. I just, I find that. Why would you paint on just replicated by dropping something in? Yeah. It's it's all a bit wild. And then when they start breaking it down and Jonathan's like, oh, I can't believe I didn't see that. How do you not see that? How do you not see anti-money straight away? Yeah, he's getting... Maybe
1: exactly. he actually did get played. he got yeah. actually played by him. I, I so. think it's quite good though, when she's—you see the flashback of what actually happened, and mm. she's dying, and he's just stood there. He's evil, it's really yeah. sinister. That. I'm uh, talking about something else that's really sinister. Uh, when those ghosts fly out of the grave,
0: yeah.
1: Let's see if our friends' theories. <laughs>
0: It looks wild when you first what watch it. Yeah?
1: It's meant to be like just a little thing on a spring.
0: Yeah, but I guess like your mind fills in the rest of it, doesn't it? Like, the, the way good. they depict it is just...
1: They it look, it look animated.
0: Yeah, animated, I like think so. It's like CGI. Oh, like yeah. I was
1: thinking just a call back to Ryman installing those um, cameras. Are you meant to be when the f- when you see the first shot of him installing one? Yeah. it's like looking up like that. It looks like he's having a wee against a tree. And then he punches out and it's like, oh, he's doing that. I don't know if that's an
0: intentional gag or not. (laughs) I really liked um, when Warwick Davis is talking about different bits uh, and he's like, oh, Satan's chimney. That was a classic, wasn't it? I was like, bollocks was that classic. (laughs) (laughs) The the only one that's two hours. (laughs) Yeah, I I really like that. But I I, I thought the whole Warwick Davis thing was actually quite nice. There's lots of other little bits and stuff like that, but I think we'll get onto those in the elements, Mm. but it's another one of those mysteries where i think there's good bits in it also too many bits but, but that, yeah too many bits And it just gets bogged down in itself and then you just as you say like it does this really bad thing and i think it is bad structure where when it's revealing something you go you've forgotten that the, i was like oh yeah shit, you haven't even mentioned that for 40 minutes so i don't
1: yeah. care season one this would have been like jack holiday it would be investigating something weird in nathan clory's house yeah and, something, and there's a connection to one of his movies. Yeah. And he has had the stroke and the whole hour is just figuring what that is.
0: Absolutely. And then another episode would have been Stephen Belkin and the yeah. locked room murder yeah. then he gets him off or whatever. Yeah. I like, think that's,
1: these are very much products of the way the show is now made. Yeah. And then all the other stuff is, I think it is Renwick taking stock of a character. You make the comparison, doesn't want what to do, doesn't, we've said in previous episodes, doesn't, maybe can get something else commission. so it comes back to this. This is, and I don't know if there's another reference we'll get onto later, this is straight up Arthur Conan Doyle. Yeah. Not wanting to write Sherlock Holmes anymore, but it gave him a lot of money. So yeah. So he brought him back constantly with um, diminishing returns. Yeah. So uh, what are you up to at the moment, Jonathan? Anything exciting on the horizon? Any juicy locked room mysteries I should know about?
0: No, it all tends to be fairly quiet. That
1: was a it? classic, wasn't it? Satan's chimney.
0: Bollocks was our classic. (laughs) Okay, we've had the effect, the method, and the reveal. But there are other elements which make up every episode of Jonathan Creek. The final Victor Meldry award for the most unbelievable scene. I think this the Jonathan Creek scarecrow getting stabbed. The, The guy mistaken... Jonathan, because yeah. Warwick Davis has made a little Jonathan Creek scarecrow, which I think is very funny. Kind of almost says um, to him, but you, you're not going to believe this. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is quite good. I think Patrick Tyree going to
1: kill Jonathan, but going into one of his magical apparatuses and then getting stuck in it. It's,
0: it's also really unclear, what, Like, because I thought, oh, my God, he's dead at one point, because it just looks like he's asleep, will be knocked out or something. Yeah. And then they like wrap it up as like, holy shit, they're suffocating he's him still now. Still no, he's fine. Absolutely fine. Um, Also
1: if I was him And I'd look on the manifesto Where it's going I'd just
0: make my own way there. Polly waking up Next to Nathan Claw Like at one point She says Could this get any worse? Then Jonathan's like Well the Undertakers
1: Couldn't pick him up Till the morning I think that is maybe Because it's got That darkness of a mildrew Yeah
0: When yeah, I don't think this No they're not going to Beat any of those But I think I can't remember what Warwick Davis says He says something about God. And he's like, oh, sorry. Mustn't talk shop. <laughs> that's good. That's, just a that's quite British, actually. Yeah, that's true, actually. yeah. But yeah, that's all I've got for Victor Meldrum.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm slightly inclined to Polly in the bed. Yeah,
0: I think the dead body, isn't it? For sure. Because yeah. she basically says, so I it's can't a, believe this. It's
1: that, that moment, that actual punchline of it, I yeah.
0: think. Oh, my God.
1: I think the day most, I don't have anything. This is a bit of a stretch, but I've just, production, some of the effects, even for a couple of years ago, look ropey, I think. Yeah. I think the shooting day for gloomy afternoon quite yeah. a lot. And I think that just looks a bit ropey. Yeah. I mean, that's a press. But I guess this is four years ago. Mm-hmm.
0: I mean, I thought I was going to have to put it in there, but for whatever year it was, that's a bloody good robot. Like, yeah. When it shows you like the inner workers, I was like, yeah. that looks like fucking Westworld.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well... A lot of the automatons used in 19th century magic, Mm. the trick is they're not automatons. They're people. Right. (laughs) And they're presented (laughs) as automatons. (laughs) There's not; (laughs) They they didn't make robots in 19th century that could do card magic. Yeah. It's just a bloke.
0: (laughs) But that's the cool mystery of it. I like that. That's good. Uh, That's all I got for the Well, I didn't have anything for things today the most. Similarly, I don't have anything for most British thing. I do. (sighs) Oh. A reference to Phil Jupitus. Yes, that is true. I put true, Phil actually. Jupitus as oh, a God, thing, because yes. that
1: is not translating anywhere else in the world. Absolutely not. It, people don't know this in this podcast. He would be, a, uh, it was originally a stand-up, I think. Yes. And he would appear on shows like Nevermind the Buzzcocks and other panel shows.
0: It's never good when you type in Phil Jupitus to dead. Google and it says, is Phil Jupiter's dead? Is the, is the top thing that people are searching for. That's not. That's not good, is it? Well, that's yeah. I guess he, he did like lots of panel shows, staple of other. Com- TV comedy when we were growing up. He did uh, what, 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 was the, scene, what was 2016, What was that? He did the music one, didn't he? Nevermind the, Buzz Nevermind Cops, the Buzzcocks, yeah. Like, are. which I bet if you Team Captain on break down how many episodes of that he did, it's probably a lot. It's like because that was basically his main
1: job. I just ran around that. I also put. They could exist in other countries, but this just sounds particularly British to me. Is post-pipe yeah. bands.
0: Ah,
1: that's good. I think that's a stock feature of a British summer as a a hosepipe ban. This is what the longest period of sustained hot weather for over
0: 40 years looks like. The summer of 2018 has done this to Weyo Reservoir near Bolton. Water restrictions are on their way. The hosepipe ban is now just days from being enforced. Oh, yeah, he's not hes not really doing anything. During the 2008 Major League Baseball season, Jupiter presented a feature during the seventh inning stretch of Channel 5's featured Sunday night game. Each week he would read a section or a quote from one of his favorite baseball-related books. He is a fan of the Boston Red Sox and has their logo tattooed on his arm.
1: Is that on his Wikipedia? Yes, that's,
0: that's, one of it, that's in one of his main entries in television, in the television heading. Oh, oh that's he must sad. be.
1: Ch- he must be made up by this reference.
0: Yeah, because it's really weird. Because not
1: people, people around here. Know
0: nobody, them. nobody is getting
1: that. Although, actually, in the show, they say, "Well, not hmm, you best not do your thing," because not many people around here know Phil Jupiter.
0: Yeah, which is kind of weird. Is, the it's, end. it's actually a bit more of a fucking dig, then, isn't it? Being well, yeah, like nobody it, knows who he like, is. So, like,
1: are like, you not recognising off fictional?
0: on the allotment, it just creates so many difficulties when you can't use a horse pipe to fill the books that you've got to collect water, as we've been able to do before. And I think that that's the difference this year. And it's confusing. From what I'm hearing, it is confusing. (sighs) These are fucking horrible. Because, I mean, when we started this podcast, right, it was not an excuse but you can say right well this this was on tv in 1997 this was on tv in 1998 like you're not excusing the um behavior of the past but you can say it was a different time people definitely 100% should have known better it's like um how warner brothers um that that
1: identity puts before looney tunes cartoons yeah going um, It look, goes it goes but to not err them would be
0: to say they don't exist absolutely yeah but i feel like in 2014 doing a joke about a black woman going to pick some cotton is fucking disgusting. But also the way that he does the joke is not like, oh, you shouldn't no, say that no. because she's black. It's, you shouldn't say that, we'll get in trouble. You can't say anything these days.
1: That's the thing. I, I While it was happening, I was waiting for a turn that never came. Mm. And even if the turn came, I was like, don't need it. Nope. But that's the joke is as two white people, yep. we shouldn't be saying stuff like that. Yeah. Not just because you shouldn't be saying it. You should not be saying it because you understand. Yeah. It's almost like he doesn't want to be caught saying that.
0: Yeah. Also, I feel like this is the thing. We've talked about it slightly before. We like about I, I, def- I think David Renwick for sure, possibly Alan Davis, who knows. They are the type of people who would be like, oh, can't say anything these days. Like, well, just don't be racist. Like, yeah. that's...
1: In the same kind of um, area as this, yeah. the episode trades off the audience's sort of assumptions about relationships
0: which is even worse it's really bad but it's taking
1: advantage of it yeah but it's be- also a presentation of it as well. well that's the
0: thing i feel like so w- the way that it's presented is that what's her name nina nina is I think it's a bit, it's more the language that's misleading. It's more the language, but it's also more the characters in the show do it. So you go along with them. It's not necessarily you because Nina says, oh, my husband's working at that. Well, she um, says
1: he's just done a big job. Yeah. You don't think a big job is taking someone in a taxi to the house. That no. is just what a job is. It's yes. not a big one. It's just the actual job.
0: So the idea is that when you see Ryman, you're like, oh, that's Nina's husband, like, or boyfriend or whatever. You're basically playing on the idea
1: most people wouldn't assume an interracial relationship yes in that
0: yeah yeah it's kind of
1: weird isn't it but it is the misdirection that he's yeah. playing within this episode so you i uh, think that what's it called Ryman yeah is Nina's husband or partner yeah so you go well he can't possibly be a suspect so it's kind of yeah
0: yeah 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 that's true i guess yeah because you think he's got can, no ulterior motives yeah than yeah those and you think we, yeah.
1: there's those characters that vouch for him Yes. when actually he's almost the phony for you as well as the viewer.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I do feel less bad about my own prejudices because they do lead you down that because they assume that it's yeah, that and also
1: insane, like but. it's one thing believing that yeah, or knowing that. But you like we all have prejudices mm. through no fault of our own yeah, and things like media can take advantage of them. It's yeah. just you being aware of them, going oh. Whether you think it is actually a bad thing, if
0: you go, What? Well, I feel like I feel, I feel like I would feel <laughs> at the feel, end, you go, Oh, no, 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 no. I feel like I would feel more comfortable with it had they not done the cotton picking joke earlier in the episode. Well, that's I the thing,
1: yeah. I, it's weird that that happens, yeah. And I wonder if he's doing that to bury the actual thing because mm. it's such a prominent.
0: Also, is that right? Just killing people now, are <laughs> we like they just straight up murder someone? I'm probably just. I know it's self-defense, but torches you don't have to set him on fire. I <laughs> think You no. could probably just shut that thing and then ring the police. She like physically, like, it's not that like they press a button. She has to do the matches I know. and she burns someone alive. Like doused in oil. I feel like you can just press that button and it shuts the thing and then be like, right, I'll ring the police bell like, just so you know he's down there. He is covered in oil. Watch your cigarettes. Yeah, I remember at the time thinking that, that that was mad and I still think that now.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's quite horrible. Yeah. I mean, there's no way around it. But I
0: I think that death in Jonathan Creek is played as, uh, except for like the initial murder or something like that, death, the sort of like ancillary deaths are played as just frivolous a little bit. Yeah. Particularly like we've- Which you
1: can't have. You can't say one life is.
0: But that doesn't mean I feel like the physical act of setting someone on fire and burning them to death Next scene, she's absolutely fine. Yeah. Also, um, <laughs> Stephen down there, he actually looks quite good for being set yeah. on fire. Yeah. But yeah, that's that's why that's all I've got for that. Right.
1: I've put. You mm. know, when the police turn up. Yeah. After Jonathan's been stabbed, and the Scottish policeman seems a bit kind of unsettled about why a vicar would have like a life-sized dummy. Yeah, And he goes, he says something like, I've written this down, he goes, but then the personal proclivities of the clergy have always been a closed book to me. And you're a police officer. If you think the clergy are doing (laughs) weird stuff. That's why we're in this
0: fucking mess, mate. It's
1: exactly your business. (laughs) You're a police officer. If you think.
0: Look any other way, are we? Yeah, Yeah, been enough of that. Thank you very much. The non closure, none of my business. <laughs> yes, they yes, are. Yes, they are. <laughs> you haven't got much else on in that village. I know. I just thought that was not all right. They knew, and they let it happen. For the final time, should we open up the Grot cabinet? Pretty, uh, pretty light on the ground for yeah. Grot, really. The only thing that I put in is like, you know when Polly's reading his reports? Yeah. She keeps just bringing it back to how shitty he is at sex. sex
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> what have we here? Oh, look, an old school report. J.W. Creek, age 15. Sex, he seems to find this a struggle. Oh, no, sorry. That's German. Also, I reckon he'd probably be quite good at German. Absolutely, yeah. I think he'd just be good at school in general and, like, he would see the good in most lessons, really? you know what I mean? But, yeah, she uh, she really fucking takes the piss out of it, how crappy he obviously is at sex.
1: Yeah, because we've had that before, but he's been ready in bed to have sex. He's yeah, just, she was he's just limbering up, Yeah. All the talk about him liking wearing bras.
0: Yeah, that's
1: weird. But then Polly says we live in enlightened times. Yeah, mm, not in some of these episodes we're not.
0: Yeah, definitely not living I mean, with you,
1: Jacqueline Hyde. That's definitely not oh an enlightened God, time. Yeah. That's all I got from yeah. Grot Cabinet. As he's got older, the Grot has diminished. He just and looks also Adam.
0: He just looks fucking knackered. Adam's not in it. <laughs> yeah, of course, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. a big loss on the Grot front. Absolutely huge. Right, let's shut that then. Yeah, so the roman the I think the, the the big thing of, of the, the Polly and Jonathan thing in this episode is they've sold the windmill. It fi- took them 5 years but they finally sold the windmill. Her glee at selling the windmill I think has affected me so much. It's a dagger in my side. That I have not enjoyed the previous episodes with Polly because I knew this was coming. I remembered that. And I just think like there's no need for you to be that dismissive of anything. Um, yeah, amazing building. I know. That and
1: they obviously couldn't shoot at in front of for this episode, so that's composited yeah. in. Like, when they're taking this stuff out, that's really maddening.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: because they move back to her ancestral home. Yeah. Which obviously a big deal for her. She just, like, makes him sell his and put all his stuff in a bin.
0: But also, the way that it's played before is that Polly is just, like, not into, like, weird little frivolous things. But that's not true. Like, she's fucking making scarecrow's this episode. Like, she's obviously a fun person. Well, it's the
1: same jibe that we've had in the three-episode series of him yeah. not getting in the community spirit. Yeah, he is. He's picking up a guy to take him for his medication. He's doing his best.
0: We touched on it a few episodes ago, and I think we I, I, just to make myself feel slightly better about the way that she treats him, I've, I've just run with that as gospel, in that, I think maybe when they got together, mm. he was like, I need to forget about this yeah, life. Yeah, because, and yeah, it kind of does work it. in this episode. If we're if that's what we're going to go with, it kind of does work in this episode where Nina is talking to her about it and she's like, he's coming into the room. She's like changing the subject really quickly. Now you can either read that as Polly's a dickhead <laughs> um, and just like, doesn't want him to have any fun with magic. Or, or you can re- read that as like, no, she's she, he's asked her not to enable her. Yeah. He's asked her to help him forget about this thing, and that's what she's doing. You we know, we just never had that big dramatic breakdown
1: where she knows this is. Well, they said it, it's like a drug to him. Yeah, it's it ruined his life.
0: Yeah, you, I'm doing, I'm being cruel to be kind with him. And I think that's the thing because we've never had that. I wouldn't have minded a little flashback or anything like that because we've never had that. You can't just run with that because he doesn't. F- act like that but maybe that's another reading and remember. also it, it it
1: just lapses back into that old sexist stereotype yeah. of wife doesn't want a man to her man to yeah. have fun yes
0: yeah, just nuts all this it? stuff
1: you're into oh it's all boring yeah it just put it in a skip literally put it all in a skip
0: she puts it all in a skip
1: um but she says but again i i'm more inclined i want it to be the other reading yeah because i think that's better and it's a bit more melancholy she says mm. to him all done now won't be sorry to see the back of it all. It's almost trying to convince him, but he can't quite let go of it. Were
0: you as disappointed by as I was by what was actually in the skip? It's just like I wanted to see some really cool fucking uh, magic shit, I, but actually it's just a lot of kid stuff.
1: Talking about just genuine great creek mythology that you yeah. get in this last episode which could be the last episode ever. Yeah. Seeing Jonathan Creek's first magic kit. Yeah. What a great moment. That's like that's like Luke Getting his dad's lightsaber.
0: Well, that's the thing. I just thought maybe the 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 there was an opportunity for that skip. God, to be just filled with stuff that we recognize. Yeah, you well, know, they, like they just
1: don't have it, do they? Yeah, and they just like it's yeah. It's more just stuff. She's making throwaways childhood.
0: Yeah, Which is mad. It's like childhood games and stuff like that. But a lot yeah. of the stuff it's is robot, is based in like child kid stuff.
1: Well, I guess this is a natural segue onto this bit. Yeah. Terry.
0: His brother. Jonathan's brother. Yeah. Never mentioned where, before. Where does this come from?
1: Because also- I thought he was an only
0: child. Also,
1: the the language used around it is really ominous. Yeah. To the point that I thought it was setting up something for another episode. Right. Because she says, um, his brother, he goes- Oh, it's actually my brother's.
0: Oh. Yeah, one of the many things he got me started on. I didn't realize it was Terry then. Yeah. We have a lot to answer
1: for. One way or another. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> so he's an old brother. He seems um, Jonathan was quite impression, like impressionistic yeah. and impressionable. And his brother was a big influence on him. Gives him his first magic set. Yeah. Would say, would deliver these little, it told him, told Jonathan that there was furries at the bottom of the garden. Yeah. And would deliver letters from the furries to Jonathan. Yeah which is quite lovely. Also, I don't know if that's a Conan Doyle reference because Conan Doyle became obsessed with fairies in gardens. And right. I don't know if Renwick's getting really yeah maybe self-referential here. But I guess it's that idea of that's the first time Jonathan experienced wonder as a kid.
0: Yeah. Well, the thing uh, that I thought the was mystery. really, the thing that I liked about it, and I was like, oh my God, we're seeing a lot, we're getting a lot here, is when he says like, oh, I was never into magic. It was always my brother that was into magic. And he was like, his brother's engineer. Like, that's where it all started. Well, he was like helping his brother. This was creating a, a weird, deeper psychology for Creek in the last episode. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird origin story that you half see. Why are we not getting his brother? Why are we not getting his brother as a character? Tess. Like... Tesla. But he's never mentioned him before. No. And that's the thing. This, this is where it gets all really, really like muddled. This is the thing. This is where it gets all really muddled, though, right? Because Jonathan's saying goodbye, is not saying goodbye to the windmill and to the magic. He's saying goodbye to his brother now. And you're yeah. just like, what? Because he's already left the magic when he stopped working for Adam and he's been... Yeah. In-
1: marketing executive for five years. He's left it behind. Yeah. This is almost like childhood trauma that we never knew about. I feel like Terry died. Maybe did he kill him in
0: a trick? <laughs> but also the way that Polly does it, Polly's really not very sensitive. That's the reason I thought that maybe Terry didn't die is because Polly just doesn't. She's just like, ah, well, stick it in a skip. No.
1: Yeah, the globe is... Oh, God. Why is it a globe, not a bit of magic? Yeah. It's such a weird thing. I, uh, the globe he like reminisces at, like Hamlet holding a skull. Looks and fucking goes, brand new oh, for one. Yugoslavia, all these countries going, getting old. It comes yeah. to us all. And then that's got all the little letters in.
0: Because he's like, funny the things you hold on to. It's mad. Why is that not a little magic thing? Yeah, because also the fairy
1: thing. I know it's this idea of him experiencing wonder. It's not quite the same as magic.
0: No, and I feel like-
1: It's not, it's different. It's a different effect because as a child, he's believing they're real. Yeah. I don't know. I feel that's more, magic presents itself as magic. Yeah. That's why it's not, deception like but true that, deception
0: well that's the thing isn't it like that's in that omega man episode he gets really angry with that guy because it's like no i'm presenting magic as yeah. what magic is you're presenting it as if it's real and, I, and he's like you're that's hookster. something that i can get on with yeah. so where the fuck does this fairy thing come from yeah
1: it's like it's lovely and magical and twee and it's mm. romantic but i don't think it quite fits as much as if it was just magical apparatus yeah it's a deck of cards
0: I think how beautiful a deck of cards is as a symbol. Yeah. But also, why is it not? Why why have they done it under the pretense of this windmill being emptied rather than Terry's house being emptied? Do you know what I mean? It's like, that's what it should have been. It should have been, oh, we've sold Terry's house and he died and you get all that. Then make the mystery about Uh, Terry then. Exactly. The whole episode should be
1: about Terry. Yeah.
0: It's just a weird little thing to throw in. I think as well, we've just had an episode. Obviously, in real time, that people probably wouldn't have thought like this. But because we've just had the letters of Septimus Noon, where there was like a real a strange mystery surrounding these letters, mm. when he's then talking about these letters again, and the letters come at the end, I was like, I wasn't even thinking, "Oh, where are the letters or anything no. like that?" They just delivered. I deliver was more interested in.
1: What the f- happened to Terry? Yeah. Um, oh, um, yeah, lots to answer for one way or another. What yeah. does that mean? Really, really strange. And then also, that, all that, you, I thought that was going to play into it more the idea of um, a tale of two cities, two pe- two men looking alike, obviously yeah. rich magic possibilities there. Yeah. It's more just for a gag of a head getting chopped off at the end. Yeah. On the scarecrow, on the guillotine.
0: <sighs> really strange. Because it's
1: one of those things you feel. Well, that's a very intentional choice.
0: Yeah. Did he think it was gonna? It doesn't feel like whoa, it's whoa, set whoa, up whoa. to be explored. Whoa, whoa, whoa!
1: What if? What if the Jonathan Creek, the man we know, is Terry? Both. They both of them, yeah. A, a lifetime of deception you because because they both love different women. Some love Maddie. Yeah. Some love Carla.
0: Well, that's the thing. Sometimes <gasps> it feels like he does love uh, Maddie, and sometimes he feels like he loves Carla. So maybe that's what it is. This entire time, oh my this is just god. the series, the prestige. <laughs> oh my god, Terry! We just we've blown this wide open in the last episode. But you know what I mean? Like, it doesn't feel like that episode is setting up something to be explored. It goes, nope, that's the Terry thing done and dusted. Also, <laughs> there's that, the letters. Also, that's me and you watching it.
1: Just imagine a casual audience. Yeah, I think they'll probably assume that Terry's been mentioned before. Also,
0: if you empty a windmill. If you, if, you, if you emptied <laughs> or, or, or a house <laughs> or a flat, fox, uh, like you stick everything into a skip and then drive the skip all the way to across like England, England to your house.
1: Yes, yeah, they've almost just transported everything just to another place so him yeah. sort it through. It's because they can't film at the windmill. It's because the obviously. woman who owns the windmill that is doesn't com-
0: give a fuck. About that Donald is just Creek. cut
1: and pasted in yeah. from an image. Because the better scene is him going back to the windmill, to the original set that we've not seen for like yes, fifteen years, and emptying it out, and going yeah. through his old life. Yes, this is a brilliant episode with Terry. <laughs> yeah, that we have to now go write, <laughs> but, and we also have to go write the episode where he solves the death of Adam Klaus in Vegas. Yes. Oh, we've got we've got a lot on now. But that's the things
0: like why is this. <laughs> Why is this skip just turned up outside their house? Because presumably he's the one that emptied it. And he's just gone, right, chuck it all in the skip, bring it to my house. Oh, actually, I don't want no, any no, of they,
1: it. Do they, no, they bring it in a removal van, and then he's bought the skip for Polly's house all just in. to like,
0: sort it through. Just drive the fucking removal van to the skip, to the, the big skip. Just get skip. a skip outside the windmill, chuck yeah. it all in, and bin it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> But yeah, you're
1: right. It's because they can't film there. And they also need Patrick Tyree to get in that thing.
0: Yeah. They can't. Because you don't even. You, you don't see the windmill, do you? You just see it's, like. There's
1: a hedge in the foreground. Yeah. And the windmill is over it. And it's quite obviously just matted in.
0: That's sad. It's a very flat image. Because imagine he like goes back to it, and it's like like you can see it, it's like all the electricity's off, it's all dusty. He has to like push open the door because the lock doesn't work anymore. Dance
1: macabre used just a very melancholic, slow version. of yeah. the just straining into life as he powers up the windmill. Yeah,
0: exactly. Like when Jurassic the first Jurassic World trailers just used like a couple oh, of yeah. little notes yeah. of the Jurassic dun, Park theme. Dun, dun. <laughs> dun. And then don't get any of
1: that. And he opens it up and you see that like, the picture of Maddie where she and that's just like oh. under some papers, but you can just see her in Texas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the because I like bad photoshops in shows anyway, oh, yeah. but like the bad photoshop of him as a kid. It looks the same. It's, it looks it like it's just, it just put an adult face onto a child's body and be like, "That's not what Photoshop is."
1: <laughs> I also love
0: because Alan Davis,
1: Alan Davis, probably didn't have that hair as a kid. But yeah, like, he has to have the hair. It's got. Him, yeah, that's how we
0: know it. Can him. you do little duffel coat as well in Photoshop? Yeah, yeah I, I guess he's just got curly hair, isn't he? Like yeah. my sister's got curly hair, um, but yeah, don't don't see You don't often see a curly hair anymore. Now, this may or may not interest you, but. I was having a little play with it earlier, and just watch. With any standard photo editing software, we can carefully draw around the head. And select. Well, this is just still photography, not video, but you see the possibilities. I do. Of course you do. And then we end with the letters going up, and I guess you'll never see the letters, because yeah. Skip Man's coming to pick up the skip full of magic. So
1: he's it's him... It's that kind of thing of putting away childish things. But it doesn't make any sense, though, it like, <laughs> no.
0: because it's like, because it should he never be, give up the magic, I agree. It should be him saying goodbye to the magic, and it's not, it's him saying goodbye to Terry now, we've never fucking heard of until this episode. And he's got a lot to answer for, one way or another. It's It's a mess at the end, man. I do like it though. I like. I liked. I'm never not going to watch an episode of Jonathan Creek. Yeah, that's the thing. I like something about it, and something lots about this episode feel quite comforting. And even though Polly is a fucking prick to him ninety percent of the time, even at the end, I was like, I even though it's completely bollocks, I do like this little skip scene. And I do like this little wistful Jonathan scene.
1: I like the fact that we're referring to magic again. At least if it's putting it in a skip. At least it's
0: some acknowledgement of who he was. I think it's just confusing, isn't it? Because it's just, we we have to put up, we have to learn so much so quickly. And then Terry, who has never been mentioned in 31 episodes of Jonathan Creek, we suddenly have got to care about. You can't do that. Uh, but also, when but
1: also when the entire show, his family have been entirely absent, yeah. apart from a couple. Aside,
0: you can't ask people to care because and we care the most about. <laughs> yeah, and sadly as well, I'd like you know you can't even say, oh well, you know he didn't really have enough time to be able to make you care. Renwick's had ample time, an ample opportunity. But I think this is a, you know a, a structure thing as well, where it kind of hurts you the fact where. When Renwick signed up to do Jonathan Creek at the beginning, BBC weren't like, yeah, okay, you got 12 episodes, that's it. And then they were like, oh, we're going to renew you for another series. We're going to, you know, that's not how it worked. It's a, like for anybody who's American or anything, listen to this. I don't know if there is a comparable system in America. But it feels like there isn't where you just go, you're going to do a series. Okay, now we're bringing you back for a, a, an Easter special, right? Four years time, you're doing a Christmas special. You can't plan a full like structure to someone's life and relationships and stuff like that. So in that that regard, at least he's
1: tried to tap into big jumps in Jonathan's psychology, especially in the recent stuff. The recent stuff I think just suffers from the mysteries are just not good enough. Yeah. At least he's tried to do something with the character, which Mm. I appreciate. It's just, I think it's too late to delve into his psychology about like his past.
0: You never get those scenes with Polly, like you say. And, and that's the thing, is like, I'm not having a go, but be, because, you know, Renwick didn't know what episodes he was doing from year to year, and you're like, oh yeah, you can bring it back four years later now, he then also, in a, if it was a normal series where you've had, you know, well, fucking years, like when you've had over 10, like 15 years to develop this character, then that would be different because you've already you knew it was happening you could set these bits up whereas what he's found himself with a 90 minute episode to write and go shit i actually have not given this audience any information about this guy but this is what i should be writing about because jonathan's getting old and he should be looking back wistfully at his childhood but unfortunately i just never have brought it up before because i, I maybe didn't know that i was going to be yeah. here like you almost want
1: to say we're gonna give you three specials across three years. Yeah, write them all write first. Something fucking good. Yeah, don't do what the new Star Wars films.
0: Are. Make them all coherent. Make, make you know, set up Have things a in lock. the first one.
1: I think we said this in a prior episode. Yeah, in the nineteen years that Jonathan Creek has spanned our expectations and the way that television is made yeah. and the level of psychological complexity has completely changed. Yeah, So it makes some of his storytelling feel from a different time.
0: Yes, and I think as well, we were kids when we started watching this. Yeah, it was wicked. So... <laughs> Our expectations were lower anyway I, because we were children. Yeah. So we look back I, I, on the but we, we look I, I, back on those episodes, the first episode of Jonathan Creek as masterpieces. <laughs> I mean, I, wa- I watched them two <laughs> few months ago and they're masterpieces. So but so obviously we remember them. <laughs>
1: when we were talking about those first episodes, like we were
0: literally going, that's um, one of our first experiences of a woman. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the thing, is like you 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 start what you watch you're disappointed as an adult watching it because you remember it being so good. But actually what it was, it was just something so different and wonderful as a kid that it kind of colors your expectations for the rest of it. And that's never going to be the same, is it? Because you're an adult now. And also, as you say, our expectations for what TV should be or TV can be. I think it's because the new Jonathan Creek is trying to
1: do that stuff other TV does. Yeah. Where the old one's still it up because just being straight procedural is good enough just knowingly using a genre is mm. still enough
0: because that is really smart. And to do that well, I think is still admirable today. Yeah, it is. And also that's the thing. I feel like there's almost like a kickback now where you would go, actually, we're going to do away with all that fucking Don Draper bullshit of this is what well, the character's motivation has for like that. I'd be like, no, this is two people going into a locked room, finding out how someone was poisoned. <laughs> what more do you want? Yeah. <laughs> On the next and final episode of Up the Creek, we look back on the entire show and rank every single episode of Jonathan Creek. Up the Creek is produced by RKG. We make podcasts and videos about games, movies, basically anything fun, including 23-year-old BBC shows about a magician's assistant who lives in a windmill. If you'd like to find out more, visit patreon.com forward slash RKG.